to another episode of the Planet Fantasy Podcast. This planet is inhabited with fantasy drafts of our favorite properties and characters, fantasy casts of dream movies, hunger games, award shows, and anything else we deem to be a part of our vibe. On this planet, fantasy rules. I am one of your hosts and binger of the cosmos, Damon, and with me is my better half, the soup slut himself. Kyle, how's it going? Yes, another classic soup adventure. I mean, Thor adventure. How are you? I'm doing all right. Um, you got a wreck of the week for the people real quick before we dive into this very loaded movie? <laughs> uh, wreck of the week. There's been a lot of TV. I mean, anything that I could wreck, I'm sure people are already watching, but the boys had an incredible finale. You'll hear more about our thoughts on that soon. But if you haven't caught up, I would suggest because it is a very like this movie, a very loaded finale. So there's a lot to get spoiled on. So definitely check out uh, the Boyle season three. Nice, nice. Mine would probably be Severance, uh, the show on Apple, uh, directed by Ben Stiller, uh, starring Adam Scott. It is just, it has a very small, the slow build at the very beginning, but it has one of the most intense finales i i've seen in a while it's it's a really well done show so i I definitely recommend that one um but also today joining us we have friend of the pod ryan ryan how's it going uh it's good um i'm just having a chat with stormbreaker to make sure that uh, my bifrost connection is good so (laughs) um that that janky bifrost um ryan do you got a wreck of the week for anybody for everybody out there yeah. Um, speaking of, of Taika properties, I um, just have been catching up with uh, Our Flag Means Death. Um, I was a little behind, yes. but um, I am on the very last episode, and it's been a really good and really fun show. Um, and, it, and there's a great cast. Like, I love how it has just, like, random Game of Thrones alums. Like, not, like, the main characters, but it's like, oh, hey, there's um, the guy who played Hisdar. And then, like, the guy who... Um, who used to be on Blackbeard's crew. Like he, I don't remember his name, but like, I know he's been in stuff before. So it's, it's a fun ensemble of like people that you'll probably recognize, but like not a lot of super big names, but yeah, it's just a really, really fun and and well done show. Gotcha. And that was Kyle screaming in case anyone (laughs) wasn't aware. Very big fan of that one. I definitely need to finish it as well. And also of course, joining us today as producer in also going to be nominating some some noms all right we've got anna h the h stands for happy to see thor's ass anna how's it going well you're not wrong on that count (laughs) uh yeah happy to be here um had a crazy weekend but i'm happy i was actually able to see it today so pretty pumped to talk about it um in terms of Rex. I haven't started the show yet because I was doing like a little mini Thor binge. Um, First Kill is on Netflix um, and that's based off of a short story by the Schwab. 
who's a very great author. Um, and it's like a queer twist with like human and vampire. So Romeo and Juliet feel and uh, Elizabeth Mitchell who played Juliet and Lost is in it. So that should be pretty good. Um, book recommendation. I definitely recommend reading Mickey Seven because there's a movie coming out with uh, Robert Pattinson and I believe Steven Yoon is also going to be in it. So that's definitely going to be a pretty interesting movie. And the book's amazing. Uh, authors local to my hometown. So I got to give them a shout out. And yeah, that's all I got. Nice, Rex. I got to check that one out for sure, because I just saw that announcement about Steven and Robert on like my dash yesterday, and I never heard of it. Uh, who's directing it? Do you know, Anna? I do not know off the top of my head, but the Google machine will tell me. Give me a minute. Google knows all. Holy shit, it's Bong Joon-ho. Oh, wow. Okay, I'm even more. Y'all are talking about this. I had no clue this was even a thing. And now I'm seeing like Mark Ruffalo, Tony Collette. Like, holy shit. <laughs> so it's, I actually ran into him at Barnes and Noble, which you, we all know is like one of my favorite spots. Uh, sidebar, please support independent bookstores. Do not support my, <laughs> my addiction to Barnes and Noble by any means. Um, no, but he was doing a book signing and, you know, I kept walking by the book. I was like, oh, you know, like one day I'll buy it. He happened to be signing it. I was like, okay. Um, and he goes, yeah, you know, I found out about the movie announcement and Robert Pattinson was going to be in it on the internet. Like my editor didn't tell me at all. I'm like, weird way to find out, but the book is actually really good. So highly recommend it. And he's so funny in my book. Um, when he signed it, he's like, what should I say? And I'm like, you can say literally anything you want, the weirder, the better. And he's like, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah. So when he signed it, he said, hope you enjoy, uh, have a fun ride with it and uh thanks for the kidney so <laughs> so he's funny to boot uh so yeah that is great all right uh enough talk about rex i think we are ready to talk about a movie kyle why are we here today that's right we are here to talk about a little indie flick you may or may not have heard of called thor love and thunder just hit theaters this weekend uh or i guess as you're listening to this this past weekend um big movie lots of <laughs> moving pieces uh yeah there's a lot to talk about so before we get into some awards let's just go over some some of our general spoilery thoughts on this movie damon kick us off what do you think of thor love and thunder all right um i had a very fun very delightful time watching this movie um, I saw it in theaters yesterday, mid-afternoon, and it's just, I thought from beginning to end, I wasn't bored ever. I was into everything that was happening. I, I thought it was very funny in that very Taika manner. Uh, it was a very Taika movie for all that entails. Um, and honestly, I was a fan more of everything than I wasn't. Chris was just... His run as Thor over the past few movies that he's done, I think, has just been incredible. And this one, he's just, he keeps dialing it in. I think they went even more dumb himbo, this one. And it works for the most part in my mind. I think Natalie Portman was the best that we've seen her as, as Jane Foster. 
and I enjoyed her performance. I, I thought she really did a great job at what we needed for the character. It was a great send off. Korg was fantastic. Obviously, just we need more Korg. The action, I would have liked some more action. I'll, I'll say that right. Of you know, it was definitely a rom com, which I enjoyed. But I still would have loved maybe one, maybe one and a half more fight scenes or action set pieces. You know, um, those. Are, I mean, they were done so well in this movie too. I enjoyed them. I thought the fighting between Gore and Thor was really fun looking. Like just the way they were like gliding and just attacking each other. You, you could see how strong they were. And yeah, I don't want to talk too much about it, but I mean, I had a fun blast. It, Maybe didn't make a whole bunch of sense, but does it need to? I don't know. At this point, I'm just, I want to have a good time with these movies, and especially with the Taika Thor experience. I'm, I'm here for the ride, and that was just super fun. So I, do we want to go rankings where we put it, or do we want to do that after? What do we think? We've got a pretty big segment to cover after the award. So I think, yeah, if you want to, if you can think of it off the top of your head, go ahead and rank it. Um, I have it around 12 to 15. Like that second, like around mid-second tier. I think it's really fun, a really good time. I think it's going to be really rewatchable. I don't think I enjoyed it as much as, say, Ragnarok, or most of the Captain America movies or the Guardians. But I just love watching Thor's journey and where we got to it at the end, which I know we'll talk about more. Him and love, I cannot wait to see what happens with that. So I'm even more excited for, for more Thor. So, yeah, right around 12 to 15, I'd say. All right, I love it. Ryan, what did you think of Thor Love and Thunder? Yeah, uh, similarly, I I enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun. Um, I liked it. I didn't love it. Um, I, I thought a lot of stuff worked well. Um, there was some stuff that, that didn't work as well. Um, but yeah, overall, I enjoyed it. Um, it's funny. We've uh, I know a lot of us have been on like team make shorter movies, and and this one was like a, a solid and crisp two hours on the dot, which was great. Um, and yet there was like some stuff that I felt, I felt like I wanted more, like I definitely wanted more Valkyrie. I thought Tessa killed it in like every scene, scene she was in and they could have used her more. I, I wanted more gore. I thought Christian Bale is really good and, and that character is really good. Um, but you know, I, I get it. And, uh, so yeah, um, I just, uh, I, I liked it, and I, I do feel like I was left wanting for some things, but um, I, I don't want to dwell on that too much because I did enjoy the movie. Um, I agree with Damon. I thought um, Hemsworth was really good again, just like yet another iteration of Thor. Um, we've had you know different ones from Ragnarok to Infinity War to Endgame to now this, um, and I, I don't even think that's a bad thing. Like I just think that it shows Chris's range, and I think like. Feige and the other directors finally know what they want to do with the character, and I, I think that's really good. Um, yeah, I thought Jane Foster was good. Um, I thought, yeah, I agree with Damon. I think that's um, Natalie's best performance to date as that character. Um, Rankings-wise, similar to Damon, I, I'd have it in the like 11 to 15 range. Um, that part's a little harder, but for me, 
in like very early first seeing rankings, I have it as this my second favorite Thor movie behind Ragnarok and the second best uh, Phase Four movie behind No Way Home. All right, I love it, Anna. As Natalie Portman's number one fan, how did you feel about <laughs> Thor: Love and Thunder? She crushed this performance. I have no notes. And you want to know why she crushed this performance? It's because it was a dramatic performance. And she's a good dramatic actress. You know, like dying from cancer. I'm like, the second I saw that come on the screen, I was like, oh, she's going to crush it. This is going to be emotionally heart wrecking. And I'm going to be sobbing at the end. I didn't, but I did get teary eyed. Um, I think it was great. The fact that they were using like classic rock to tell a story was fantastic. I really did enjoy the little Mary J. Blige music that they dropped in there with Valkyrie. I think if they added a little more of that, it would have added a healthy balance. Um, I have a sneaking suspicion that this movie is a bridge movie to whatever's coming next, whether that's a limited series or another Thor movie. Uh, And if it is a bridge movie, it's a pretty damn good one. Um, I think there are a lot of great Easter eggs. The visuals were phenomenal feel like Guardians was a little awkward in the beginning. May have felt a little, like, forced almost. Um, but that's just because we haven't seen really Thor and the Guardians, well, as Guardians of the Galaxy, explore a little bit more. That would be a fun limited series they could do. And based on the marketing, it appeared as though that they were going to be in the movie a lot longer than they were. But, yeah, I, it was... Everything a Thor movie should be. I was very pleasantly surprised. I would probably rank it probably in the 7 to 11 range. I don't have my list in front of me, so I can't accurately say what number, but it would it's pretty high for me. All right. Love to see it. Um, so I saw this movie twice. I saw it just this past Friday night. Um, very sleep deprived right after a, like a really long train ride and then saw it again today. Um, I wanted to do that very deliberately because I left the theater on Friday night slash Saturday morning, like very frustrated, but I was like, I was entertained throughout this entire movie. I don't know why I'm so frustrated right now. There are things in this movie that I really like want to like a lot more than I do. So I'll start with the stuff that I did like, and we'll obviously go with the word soon, but like, Christian Bale is fucking terrifying as Gord. I mean, down to character design and the way that you like don't see him in the background of some scenes until his fucking yellow eyes pop up. Like it is just nightmare fuel. And he's great. And the fact that the movie begins with like his, I mean, it's his arc that the movie begins with and, and him not just being a villain, but like losing his daughter and being wronged by a God perfectly sets up why he's going to be the the villain in this movie that being said like for a a character called the god butcher we don't see thor kills more gods than than gore does in this movie i mean and i love that thor killing zeus was fucking incredible and like there's some cheesy lines in this but when he's like that's what lightning sounds like i was like fuck yeah it does (laughs) uh but i yeah gore was just great and I'm, i'm with ryan like i just wish as much as I am enjoying, I'm enjoying shorter movies. <laughs> I wish we got a little bit more of length so that we could have seen maybe Gore, like especially the the giant guy that he kills that Thor shows up to find when he finds Sif. That would have been an inc- incredible sequence. Um, 
So, you know, maybe there's a director's cut out there somewhere in the aether, uh, no pun intended. But I, I, I just think that, like, it, it, there were a lot of ideas set up that were then kind of, like, half attempted. And I think a lot of that, and I'm going to say something that could get me, okay, until today, I thought it could get me crucified on the internet. I've seen a lot of backlash towards Taika uh, on Twitter today. And so I feel a little better about saying this. I think sometimes he's a little up his own ass when he makes his makes these movies. And I'll, I'll say that as someone who loves Taika. You heard my shout of delight at Ryan watching the Gay Pirate Show. Like it's, I, I do like Taika a lot. I think he's a great director, writer. I think that he has a really, really like fuck it attitude when he makes stuff like this, which is really cool and like makes him a very charming person. But especially when, when you're doing something like ragnarok like the apocalypse of the gods or something like this like a, a god butcher story it's like he like thinks it's a cool idea but then he's like i don't really care though and i'm just gonna give you like a really subdued attempt at it which is you know i'm fine with that and again like damon said really well like he this is his approach to it and he definitely has a very specific vision for it and that's cool like i like that the mcu allows people to do that same with like sam raimi for you know uh, multiverse of madness but I I don't know. It just it felt like incomplete in that regard. I still was very entertained, and I all of this set, like being said, it's my favorite Thor movie now. I mean, I, I am not the biggest Ragnarok fan, so that's probably third. I would probably go th this one, Thor, Thor Ragnarok, and then Thor: The Dark World. Um, and it's like right at like 15 for my MCU rankings. So I still had a good time with it. I just want to see some stuff that happens in this, like expanded upon maybe in like future thor entries um which is cool now knowing that like this is clearly not the last movie like like anna said definitely a bridge like if they do more with him in love or you know and that's my favorite choice of this entire movie is him being a dad like that's really fucking cool i love that um they're pretty sneaky like marketing this movie with the song sweet child of mine like how did how did i miss that <laughs> um but it's great uh, I, yeah i just I'm mixed, but I'm excited to get into awards so we can really ex like explore some of the stuff that we we felt. Uh, Ryan, what's up? I see your hand raised. Yeah. Um, so just just to touch real quick on the the Taika discourse, um, I, I do agree with you um, in in terms of like how um, he makes his movies and how he sort of projects um, how he feels about himself about that. Um, I will say, though, I think part of the online discourse is just, like, the inevitable backlash for someone who gets, like, really popular and, and like, makes a lot of um, content. And I, I yeah. think um, to steal a uh, rewatchable thing, I think right now this is Taika's Apex Mountain. And so uh, it will be interesting to see going forward sort of, like, what his projects are like and, and how he continues to evolve as uh, an actor and a director. Sure. That's that's a very good point. I, I'll say, too, though, like some of the backlash I've seen has more been about like queer baiting, which I'm, I do want to get into with our first award, because I do think this movie suffers from that a bit. And that was a little disappointing. But I, I, I don't think it's as extreme as people are saying on Twitter. Like, I'm not angry about it. It's just something that I found a little off putting in, initially. I'm sure we'll we'll talk about it. But um, yeah. All right. Do we want to get into these awards? All right, let's do it. And now for the Asgardian Award. 
That's right, the Asgardian Award, also known as this episode's version of the Wallflower Award. The character, performance, whatever, that we just really liked. We wish we could have seen more of. We felt like they were maybe a little bit slighted uh, in this movie. So, Ryan, kick us off. What is your nominee for the Asgardian Award? Um, Jesus, this is tough. Because I I had, like, a person in mind, and I think this character might be selected and I want to, I want to pick them, but there's another thing I want to pick. Um, I think I'll go in the other direction uh, and I will go with um, two characters, but they're like very connected. And that is um, the fake Loki and fake Hela uh, with Matt Damon and Melissa McCarthy. Um, I, <laughs> I just can't get enough of these plays. Uh, that they do de- depicting, you know, Thor and Loki's and now Hela's uh, life and um, the, you know, the two movies, Dark World and, and Ragnarok. Um, and then, you know, the fact that they show up later when everyone's freaking out and like, you know, hey, like, you know, maybe we can help people with <laughs> the magic of uh, a production. And um, I just I, I really love how Matt Damon has embraced this um, so like random uh, cameo. And I, I thought most of McCarthy was great as Hella, and um, I, I, I want to see more of them uh, doing productions, um, more Thor stuff, but you know maybe even more uh, other stuff. So, yeah, those are uh, those are my picks for uh, Wallflower. That's amazing, amazing first now. Open on Asgard, the lights are down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Anna, what is your nom for the Asgardian Award? Well, first of all, I also want to point out that Sam Neill played Odin so (laughs) my guy um so my nominee is forever and always going to be Sif I love Jamie they just bring her in for like these little cameos and I feel like it's a wasted opportunity she's such a good actress and Sif's character is very interesting I really would love to see her interact with Valkyrie a lot more and I think there was a lot of missed opportunity there it's a great call great great call uh, Damon, what is your pick? Your nominee for the Asgardian Award. Well, I just want to make sure that she's there because I think the movie would have been a an even better movie if Tessa Thompson's Valkyrie, King Valkyrie, had been just in it. I mean, she was there, but give her more to do. I mean, I definitely think she's 100% playing the support, the third wheel to the Thors. And of course, I mean, I guess it is for the most part their movie, but Tessa Thompson's Valkyrie is so magnetic. She's so fun. Like just all the little things she does, like the way she's playing with those really small daggers, those are so cool. Um when Thor breaks through the freaking uh, ceiling and she's just so over it. She's just like you can see how pissed off she is that Thor had to do that. He's probably done it so many times already. Um, I, I just think, and like I think, Kyle, you were alluding to it just before, but, I mean, the the representation that we could have had with her and, and possibly a love interest would have, I think, just made the movie even better. Um, some, I've, I've heard arguments that it's like there's not much room to put in there. I mean, I I think... If it's a good idea, it's a good idea, and try to try to see what you can do with it. I just would have loved to see more Valkyrie. Not only that, I, I'm still kind of 
confused why she didn't go fight in the climax in the in the last fight there at eternity she yeah she got stabbed but has that really ever stopped her before i mean i guess it's is the necro sword really i guess it is that dangerous and that brutal of a weapon that she really felt like she couldn't do anything i that's i don't know that still kind of felt a little flimsy to me at least story-wise i just wanted more because like ryan said every scene she was in she was fantastic the relationship with her and natalie um jane like i like that i wanted more of that it would have been cool to see them training even and like to see that relationship before you know her and thor uh you know reunited you know i just think she we better get more is all i'm saying if <laughs> if anything we need more val so that's my nod Anna, what's up? She just really needs her own show or her own movie. Like, stop putting yes. her as a second tier. Yeah. Not that she was really second tier in this movie, but give her her chance to shine, damn it. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm very, very glad Val is getting a nom. So I will go ahead and throw a nomination to a character that, again, like I just mentioned it. The movie opens on him and he is he's the primary antagonist but like we were just saying like i want to see gore actually butcher some gods so i'm going to say christian bale is gore the god butcher um he was so good and he was like genuinely a very scary villain but we didn't really like he doesn't do a he he kidnaps the kids and that's it's a great villain thing and like a lot of his like horrific acts are just shown on these distress signals that we see um and thor sees after the fact uh and even like like zeus the king of the gods is is scared enough of him that he doesn't want to join the fight but like we don't really see why <laughs> we just see him like wield this sword and then like fight a, a couple times which is great and i get like i'm saying it's like my favorite parts of the movie but i just wish we could have seen a little bit more of that with maybe like what he was actually doing in the movie and the threat that he presented um, so yeah, I'm going to nominate Gore, uh, but Ryan, what is getting your vote for fantastic noms? Let's get in that vote. Jeez, that, um, yeah, that's really hard. Um, obviously I, I do like my own pick and I would like to see more of them. Um, I'm really glad that Anna picked Sif. I'm also a, a big fan of, of Sif and, and Jamie Alexander. I, I feel like I'm the only person I know that watched the show Blind Spot, so um, I'm just a, a big fan of Jamie from that. Um, and then, yeah, Kyle, like you said, um, most of said God butchering was done off screen, and so um, the, the stuff that we got from Gore was great, but it would have been nice to get like some more of him. Um, but yeah, I, I am going to go with Valkyrie here just because I, I, I thought she was really good in, in every scene that she was in. And, and as Damon said, um, when she pulls out the speaker and starts playing that and um, sort of like bopping with, uh, with Jane, that was just incredible. And yeah, I do hope that she, she gets her own show or movie at some point. Um, I agree with Damon. Um, I think there... I. I I guess I understand what they're doing with the character, but I think that uh, like a, a relationship with a new girlfriend for her would have absolutely added more to the movie. And I think it would have been great. Um, so I'm bummed that they didn't do that. 
Um, and then just lastly, with Damon's thing about the sword, um, I might be totally wrong and I might just be overthinking this, but my thought was like, the, it didn't, the sword didn't kill her because Valkyrie's not technically a god. And I'm not even sure if I'm right about that. Like, um, I'm not really sure where Valkyrie falls on the pantheon of like the gods and if that's changed now that Asgard is gone or not. But that was sort of how I interpreted that. So, but yeah, that all that to say, um, Valkyrie is my vote for this one. All right, one vote for our king. Anna, what's getting that vote? So I was going to stick to my guns and vote for Sith, but I think Kyle persuaded me to vote for Gore. And the reason why is because there are so many different types of mythology out there that we could have really explored, right? Like in African mythology, there's Ananazi with like, and he's like a spider god. And Mayan culture, there's a serpent god. And there's a lot of, ideas and there would have been a lot of cool cgi things that they could have done to explore that um and like kyle said he only killed like one or two right so yeah let's give christian bale his chance to shine all right one vote for val one vote for gore damon what's getting that vote Mm, that's tough because i feel like they're they're both in the same boat uh valkyrie and gore as in, you could have given them both a lot more to do, but what they did do was just fantastic. I think I'm just going to go ahead and stick with my own, just to just to be fair to my, my own nom. I love Tessa Thompson. Pretty much every role I've seen her in, even in Men in Black International, okay? I even liked her in that. That movie was trash, but she, she was fun. Um I got to stick with her. Kyle, who are you going to go with? Thank you for the shout out to that, because I agree that movie sucks, but she and Hemsworth are so good in that movie together. That Was was that after Ragnarok? It I was. think so. I think it, yeah. So great to see them like pair up outside of the, the Thor franchise. Um, but I'm, yeah, I'm also going to vote for Valkyrie. It was what I was going to nom before Damon did, and I think she deserves it. She... Yeah, I'm not going to harp on it too much because I don't want to I don't want to turn this into me ranting or like a negative podcast. But I just think that like leading up to this movie, there was just so much hoopla about how it's like it's the gayest Marvel movie. And it's just so much queer representation. And it's just like the bar could not be fucking lower for Disney. Like it's just on the floor to the fact that like, oh, look at that. Korg's holding hands with another dude. Look at us. And like they're patting their backs. And like it feels all very self-congratulatory you know like it reminds me of rise of skywalker when they did that real quick like one second shot of of two women kissing at the end of rise of skywalker and everyone made a big deal and disney was like look at us look at the representation we're doing in our movies we're so good at this and it kind of pisses me off like it just it feels very self-congratulatory and and pompous and even like there was a a, an interview or something like taika and and natalie portman were presenting the movie at something and there was a Q&A and some girl in the audience asked, like, how gay is the movie? And Natalie Portman looked like real smug. And she was like, oh, it's so gay. Get ready. And like, Taika was like clapping. And it just like, it kind of makes me sick, honestly. It's just really gross. It, I don't enjoy that at all. Um, and that ties into me voting for Valkyrie because like saying that she had a girlfriend that died, but we didn't see that and like briefly alluding to it in Ragnarok and then bringing it up in this movie only as a throwaway joke is just not it. Like that's not the move. It does not feel earned. It 
I feel like that would have been a funnier joke if maybe we actually saw that happen in Ragnarok and then it could feel like, oh, oh, that's that thing that happened that was really sad, but now we're kind of like making it a little funny, like whatever. But it was very briefly alluded to in Ragnarok. We didn't see much of it. And now Korg is just kind of using it as a throw a throwaway joke. Like it's just not and Valkyrie, other than that, is such a fun character and is like her becoming king in Endgame is such a cool move. And I remember Endgame. I, I, that happened, and I was like, oh, shit, this is going to play a huge part in Love and Thunder. Like, she's going to be the king of Asgard. That's going to be awesome. And when she is in this movie, it's really fun. But, like, even she's even undermined in the scene when they're all panicking after the kids are taken, and she's trying to, like, help people out. And Thor comes in and is like, Asgard, and they all listen to him. And I get it, because he's Thor. But, like, she's been the king for years at that point. So, you know, let her have some authority. Tessa Thompson clearly has authority, and she's, like, fucking gorgeous and is, like, you know, just so fun to watch in this movie. I just wish they would have given her more to do. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm definitely okay with voting for her in this one because she clearly deserves the uh, the win. And the winner for the Asgardian Award is Valkyrie. We drank, we fought, we made our ancestors proud. Now it's time for the best fight award. Yes, the best fight. This one. While maybe not too many fights, I thought every single one was very fun, very enjoyable. So let's dive in. Kyle, what's your nom for best fight? Uh, all right, I'm going to go with one that is maybe not the most obvious one, but I thought it was really fun. I thought this entire sequence was just really, really fun and vibrant and like a very entertaining sequence. Um we get to see Russell Crowe make an ass of himself, which is always fun. So I'm going to go uh, Thor and company versus like the guards and and Thor taking out Zeus in uh, Omnipotent City. I, it's just really fun. You get to see all three, or I guess all four of them kind of show off their skills. Um, Korg is a little late to the party, but like you get to see Thor, you know, like uh, like break off his his uh, chains or whatever and use those. And then Korg passes him like the baton or whatever and use that. And then we get to see Jane like actually knows what she's doing with Mjolnir. Like I love that in this movie that she did not, it wasn't like a learning curve. She just immediately was fantastic with the hammer. Um, and she's great. And my God, Valkyrie just looks incredible. Just tearing apart those guards with her sword. Like it just, it, her knives as well. It's a really fun sequence. And you know, you get Thor impaling, uh, you get also the like fake out before that, where I legitimately thought Korg was just dead. I was like, there's no way. There's no way they just killed Korg. I was about to be so pissed. Um, and I love that him doing that, Kor Thor immediately is like, no, fuck you, Zeus. Like, he just immediately kills him. Um, so it's a really fun, like, fight. And it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of the movie, but it's just very, very entertaining. So I'm going to nom that one. All right, Anna, what's your nom for best fight? I am actually going to nominate the Shadow Realm because I think that was stunning. I, I realize in the trailer, like they showed it a little bit, but it wasn't enough to really grab your attention. Just transitioning the whole movie to black and white. And then they could have just stopped at soul black and white, but they didn't. They actually used like the light of the hammers and the lightning bolt to create color. And I just thought that was phenomenal. Not to mention you have um, like, Tessa getting stabbed, which is awful. Um, you have the goats like picking up Korg's head and you just have them running with it, right? So 
there, there's comedic relief. The fighting choreography was amazing. The shots were fantastic. I, I think it's the best fight of the whole movie, to be honest. All right, Ryan, what's yours? Yeah, um, I'm going to go with, um, I believe it was the first fight. Um, I, I forget the name of the planet, but the fight uh, with the Guardians um, against uh, the, trying to take the temple from the aliens who occupied that. Um, I just thought it was a great and, and fun sequence. Um, the, the needle drop with uh, Welcome to the Jungle. Um, <laughs> the fact that they showed the power dynamics and like Thor is just so clearly like more powerful than all the Guardians he doesn't really have to try, but also the fact that they're just like so like tired of Thor by this point. <laughs> um, and then the like the sort of Jean Claude Van Damme um, splits sequence where he's holding the two motorcycles with both of his feet. Um, that was great. And then of course the classic, um, you know, he he quote unquote saves the day, and then you just see like the temple collapse behind him. Um, like that that was like really telegraphed um but i i loved it and uh yeah that's um that is my choice all right that would mean i have to go with thor and thor's kids take on gore and what i have deemed the shadow crawlies um i just thought that was really fun in I just want to mention it right here. I think this would be the best time to say this. This movie was very clever. And, like, when you look back at it, it's like, this movie was all about Thor becoming a dad. With yes. Very all, smart. Right. Like, you don't, you really, like, oh, he's got a lot of stuff going on with these kids. Why did they kidnap the kids? And it's like, oh, okay. I see what you did there. And, and it's just, like, when he gave them all the power, he's like, for a limited time only. <laughs> and it's just with the doll, like just shooting with lightning bolts out of the doll and everything was just the, the little uh, fairy princess girl was just like, oh, I, I sliced that one in half. That was great. I it was it was so fun and really enjoyable as far as the fight scene goes. Um, Ryan, did you have something to say real quick? Yeah, um, I just real quick um, from our, our wallflower segment, I thought we all had great selections, um, but I forgot to give a mention to Axel, um, Heimdall's son, who I thought was really Axel. great. And um, it's, it's really nice to see because, you know, the relationship that Thor and Heimdall had, and it was nice to get like a, a representation of the children, like an actual character that is sort of like the leader. And um, I just I just thought Axel was really good. Uh, and so, yeah, I wanted to... Um, that to get a mention there. Great thing. He was really fun. Um, I hope we see more of him down the road, you know. Um, so those are the four fights. I think for the most part, the only four fights in the movie, but they were all really great. What's going to get the votes? Kyle, who are you voting for? Uh, yeah, just a note on that. I will also shout. I, there's one other like very small one, which is the one on New Asgard when uh, when Gore takes the kids. That is fun because you get to see uh, Jane fight for the first time. But it's not. I don't think it lasted long enough to where I could give it like a nomination. Um, just wanted to give it a shout out. But I, the Shadow Realm is is the easy vote for me. Um, I, I agree with Anna. I think it's the most stunning sequence in the movie. I love the use of black and white. And then yeah, Anna, like you said, like they could have stopped there, but the fact that it, it's so clever to have like the hammer 
kind of light things up and you briefly see some color on Jane and like, it's just, it's handled so well. You get some really great like personality in it too. Like you get the, the shot that was in the trailer that I love, but like Gore pointing at Stormbreaker and Thor gives him like the Jackie Chan, like come get it. Like that's just such a fucking badass moment. Um, yeah, I, I love it. It's, it's just a really, really, really cool moment. So that gets my vote. Anna. What's got your vote? I have to stick with my own nom. I just think by far it's the best fight sequence in the movie. I think it's really the odious opus of the movie, <laughs> right? Uh, it was definitely my favorite part. And like just transitioning back to color while it was great, I was just like, oh man, I kind of wish we could have stayed there a little bit longer. <laughs> so yeah, Shadow Realm all the way. Ryan, does the Shadow Realm get another vote? It does. Yeah, I, I think this is an easy choice. Um, it's it's such a phenomenal fight um, with all the elements they mentioned um, and like Valkyrie wielding the lightning bolt, I think is, is really cool. Um, it, it's a great fight. And yeah, that's funny. Like, I don't think it's the best sequence in the Shadow Realm. I think arguably the best scene in the movie is when Gore has all of them tied up and he's sort of, just sort of like interrogating all the gods and like what their relationship to them is and, and what their motivations are. I just think that's tremendous. But yeah, as far as fights go, yeah, the Shadow Realm is an easy choice for me. So before I, I cast my vote, I just have to say the, the beginning fight on the planet with the with the Guardians of the Galaxy, did anyone else think that those that alien race that they were fighting just looked like jacked up Remember the honeycomb monster from the honeycomb commercials? Yes. I oh was my trying God, to place I it. <laughs> That's all I could think of um, was was that guy, which who I drafted, I think, in our uh, mascot, <laughs> our mascot fight, street fight draft. Um, obviously, they'd like to throw hands, you know? So, um, yeah, I have to just throw that out there. I, I couldn't get out of my head. Um Okay, the Shadow Realm definitely gets my vote for the sweep. It was so visually striking. And like I mentioned before, when Thor and Gore are fighting, I just feel like it's some of the most, I don't, I won't say accurate, but just comic book feeling fighting, I would say. The way they're just sweeping and just moving so fluidly uh, with so much power. And it's so just shot really well. Valkyrie with the freaking uh, Zeus's lightning bolt, lightning bolt that's called Thunderbolt. Um, Makes no sense. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. And, and what does that thing do? I, I don't really care if we don't know, but I just, I'm just curious. What all can that thing do, and how powerful is it? Because it didn't, you know, it didn't help them out too much in the end. But it, it was just a really, really well done fight. I really liked the the aspect of the shadows and the shadow realm and the shadow crawlies. Those are really good henchmen. Um, yeah, I, I just I had to get that vote for that one as well. So the voting is closed. And the winner is the shadow realm. Up next, the Easter egg award. That's right, the Easter Egg Award, a staple of the MCU, a staple of the Effies. So, Damon, kick us off. What's your nominee for the Easter Egg Award? 
Mm, I'm going to go with this one just because it's so fun. And it's a throwback to definitely one of my favorite parts of Ragnarok. Uh, it's all about our guy Korg. And uh, the fact when he, we see his god, he's sitting on a throne of scissors. Because, you know, rock, rock beats scissors. You know, good rock, paper, scissors jokes. Um, I just thought it was really simple. Blinking, you miss it, but it was it's just so fun. That's definitely some Taika's right there. That's that's my nom. Hey, Nini Nani. Uh, Anna, what's getting your nom for the Easter egg award? So it's a family affair movie, so I have to give it to the family. Um, you have so many different nuances in here. You have um, just Hemsworth's family alone. You have India playing love. You have Chris Hemsworth's wife playing the wolf woman. Uh, his son played young Thor in the opening sequence. Uh, allegedly, Natalie Portman's kids, Tyka's kids, and Christian Bale's kids were all in that group of uh, Thor's adopted children. Um, so I think that's a super fun Easter egg to point out. Not to mention Luke. It was, it was Luke coming back as, as fake Thor, right? In the, in the play. I think that was him. Correct. Um, that's a great call. Then, I didn't even think about that. And then technically, uh, Melissa McCarthy's husband was playing like the director in the back. So. I saw that. Yeah. He goes up and like, <laughs> takes the bow with them. That was fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> that's a great nom. I love it. Uh, Ryan, what's getting your nom for the Easter egg award? Oof, this is the one that's actually harder than I thought it would be. <laughs> There's two that like I want to pick. But I, ah, jeez. There's two obvious ones, and then there's another one that I'd want to pick. But yeah, I'll I'll go with the Thanos ice cream shop. <laughs> you ask, it's just like it's just so random, and like I, I mean, obviously, like everybody is probably traumatized by Thanos, but I feel like if there's any specific group of people that are traumatized by him, it would be the Asgardians. So the fact that they have, like, an ice cream shop that's the Thanos theme there, I don't know, maybe it's just for the tourists, but yeah, that was that was something. <laughs> Wait, I missed that. What? You missed that? <laughs> I, missed, I saw them, like, cutting it, but I didn't really make the connection. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, it's got a big, I forgot what the name of the shop is, but there's a big, like, Infinity Gauntlet holding a scoop of ice cream out, like, on the yeah. sign. <laughs> it's so it's Infinity Oh, my God, that's Either so Infinity Cones yeah. or Infinity Scoops. <laughs> I, I think it's in, oh, jeez, yeah, I think it is Infinity Cones. <laughs> God, it's terrible, I but I love, love it. <laughs> Um, all right, yeah, the, I, I love these all getting the, the noms because, like, yeah, I mean, love or hate that this is the fact that this is, like, a movie that's really not that interested in being a comic book movie, and it's, like, doesn't really care about comic book references, so I'm gonna vote also for one that is just, a, or nominate one that is just really random, but in the same vein as the, the Ice Cream Scoop one, there's also a, it's a very, very brief, like, briefer than the, the Thanos one, but there is a cocktail, like, place in new asgard called cocktails and dreams which was the name of the bar that tom cruise's character wanted to open in the movie cocktail and only taiga would do something like that niche and that obscure and i say that as someone who picked up on it as soon as i saw it in the movie like i acknowledge that i'm also a fucking 
nerd. Like I just <laughs> I saw Cocktails and Dreams, and it took me a couple seconds because I was like, I know that name, and that's a very deliberate. Oh, it's fucking Tom Cruise. God damn it. Um, yeah, I, it was just really stupid, and like only Taika would just throw in random shit like that in a new Asgard scene. So that gets my nom. Uh, for very, very on-brand nominations. I love all of these. Uh, Damon, kick us off. Let's get your vote. Those are those are hard because they are all very different and random. I, I got to go with the Infinity Cones ice cream parlor. It's just hilarious. And I was just like, there's no, they did not do that. They did not name a, a, a ice cream parlor after Thanos and his Infinity Gauntlet. Um, it was hilarious. That uh, gets my vote. I love it. One vote for mass genocide. Uh, Ryan, what's getting your vote? Uh, yeah, so I want to point out a couple of them real quick. The ones that I was alluding to. That one of them I was shocked that that wasn't picked, and um, that was the. Um, the bid credit scene uh, with uh, our our boy Greg Goldstein as Hercules. Um, yeah, I thought I was I was so pumped when I saw that, and I got super excited with like the seven other people in my showing. <laughs> um, and then the other one that I was debating on um, is less of like an Easter egg of Marvel movies as it is just like Norse mythology. Is when Thor finds Sif on the battlefield and. You know, the the legend where, you know, if Vikings die in battle, they'll, they'll go to Valhalla. And then Thor's like, yeah, I hate to tell you this, but you survived the battle. You're, you're just going to die here afterwards. And she's basically like, oh, damn it. And then so thankfully they're able to rescue Maybe your her. arm. Maybe your arm made it to Valhalla. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so thankfully they are able to save Sif. Um, but yeah, that that moment just killed me. So, um, But yeah, to, my actual pick, yeah, I... Um, Jeez. I'm going to go with the, um, the the Thanos ice cream shop as well, um, just because that was in, in a movie that didn't have a lot of obvious Easter eggs that wouldn't really stood out um, just because of everything involved with Thanos and Asgard. So, yeah. All right. Anna, what's getting that vote? Oh, it's got to be the ice cream shop. The fact that I missed it and it was seamless in the movie... <laughs> just makes it an even better easter egg um yeah it's hilarious uh one easter egg i do want to give a shout out to is the guy that plays deacon and what we do in the shadows played the opening god in the beginning johnny brug yeah that was great Um, yeah i saw it and i pointed at the screen i was like i'm not gonna pick this for my easter egg but it definitely has to be nominated (laughs) or like mentioned (laughs) Well, because uh, J- Jermaine was in Ragnarok, wasn't he? Like, he had a cameo, a very, very small cameo. Yeah, it was tiny. I might be misremembering. It, it, he was in it's in some capacity in, in Ragnarok, I think. Um, but you got to love Taika throwing in his his Shadows buddies. Uh, I'm Yeah, it's a clean sweep for, um, for the ice cream shop. It's just, like, it, the more you think about it, the funnier it gets. Because, like, what went into that, like, that business pitch to to valkyrie (laughs) hear me out we know he wiped you guys out of existence for five years but we he makes you know he makes for a great sign um i also want to show shout out real quick daryl our guy daryl from the team daryl's like short back when they did those like marvel shorts 
he's back. He was the like the tourist in New Asgard. So I love that he's now like canon in the MCU proper. Um, that was fun. But yeah, it is a clean sweep for sure. Um, and then real quick about red vest that Thor was wearing. That is a Thunderstrike reference for I think his name is like Eric Masterson in the comics. I'm remembering that correctly. Um, so yeah, the winner is Thanos Ice Cream Shop. And now for the Friend from Work Award. Yes, otherwise known as Best Quotes. This movie had a lot of great lines, some funny, some heartfelt, some a little terrifying. Brian, what's going to be your nom, Professor? Yeah, um, this one was hard just because, like, just seeing the movie yesterday and, like, not being able to absorb it and, and rewatch it and, and look for some of those really dynamic quotes. But um, for me, the one that really stuck out, and, and this might not be the exact quote, but, um, you know, Thor talking to Jane uh, on the ship as they're about to go to the Shadow Realm and, and saying, you know, I, I want to feel shitty with you. And it, trying to impose the the feelings of the um, sort of ill-advised pep talk that Star-Lord gave him, but really just, like, um, telling her how he felt and, you know, the whole, um, you know, it's better to have loved and lost than, than never loved at all. And, and him realizing he wants to open up his heart to Jane. And, um, yeah, it obviously it, it hit me pretty personally. Um, but I, I think um, it was just, like, a really powerful moment. And, um, yeah, that's uh, that's my choice. Anna, you're nom, and, and did you have something to add? I actually had that written down on my short list, so I wanted to read it out for Ryan. <laughs> um, so the full quote is, I want to feel shitty about you. I want to feel shitty about something, and I think that's you. Um, so going on, I don't know if I want to do funny or serious. I always go up to this. Um, okay, I'm going to go serious like I always do. I don't know why I always think I'm going to go funny. Uh, so it's one of the last lines in the movie, and it goes, why would I spend my last moments with you when I can be with her? I choose love. And that's really the whole theme of the movie. Uh, we don't really know that the daughter's name is love, so it definitely has multiple layers here. And yeah, I think it was a great, great line, very well written. All right, Kyle. What's your nom for best quote? Uh, don't worry, Anna. I'll go funny because you went serious. Um, this is just really dumb and throwaway, but I do love Korg. Like, Korg just makes me so happy. And this is it, when Thor is, like, catching up with Jane on the way into Omnipotent City and asks if she still rollerblades. And she's like, no, do you? He says, you know, every week. And Korg in the background is just like, skatemates for life. <laughs> it's just like, yes, <laughs> like the image of Korg and Thor skating together every Saturday makes me so fucking happy. It makes my cold, dead heart beat, honestly. So skatemates for life. <laughs> Yes, Anna? Yeah, that one was on my short list, but I could not remember the exact quote because I literally saw it this morning. Um, I also have another funny one I'm going to mention. I don't know if Damon's going to get there or mention it, so I don't want to take it from him. <laughs> yeah, real quick. I'll go in and get mine out, and then uh, you can say what yours is. But I'm going funny as well because this movie was definitely, I think, one of the funnier 
funnier movies in the MCU. I just I just had a good time. I laughed a lot. And I think Natalie Portman, while Anna would say this was because it was more of a dramatic role, I thought she was fairly funny, you know? I thought she was very personable. And her her catchphrase uh, struggle was a great little side story. And so her just deciding to roll with it at the end as she's attacking Gore with her mighty eat my hammer is just... I I really enjoyed that. And so that that's got to be mine. So Ryan, who are you going to vote for? Yeah, so um real quick shout out and again apologies as I don't remember the exact quote, but um the part after all of the children have been taken and then um fake Thor and fake Loki show up and <laughs> they ask Valkyrie they're like, you know, they, you know, paraphrasing, you know, can can we heal people through performance? Like, can we put on another play? And she just looks like disgusted and walks off. And then uh, Matt Damon's like, I didn't hear a no. And the other guy's like, me neither. <laughs> it's uh, big Galgado slash the deep energy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> um. But yes, I for my actual vote, I will go. And I'm sorry, I already forgot the full quote. But um, the one the one that was my nom that Anna um, so brilliantly actually knew um, about, you know, wanting to to feel shitty uh, about Jane. All right, Anna, what's yours? So I'm going to pick my own nomination, but I did want to give a shout out to your team now, Team Kids in a Cage. <laughs> it was so messed up. I'm like, was that ad libs or did somebody write that? Because I feel like Taika would have just snuck that in the script. I don't know. <laughs> My entire theater yeah. just collectively groaned at that. We were like, oh no. <laughs> it was in such poor taste, but it was so funny. <laughs> oh man. Damon, what's getting your vote? That's a tough one, isn't it? Um, I think I'm going to have to roll with the I want to feel shitty about you. I, I think that was really great. I guess like before Thor and, and Jane had really good chemistry in this, I thought. They, they were fun. Their montage was great. And then just this line was just Thor butchering something he had heard not that long ago from Star-Lord. And he's just like, wait, no, what is it now? I'm not sure. I want to feel shitty or something. Uh, it was just so earnest, and it was delivered really well. So that, that's got my vote. What about you, Kyle? Uh, yeah, I, one also, one quick brief shout out to, um, there was a, another really like very simple line, but very heartfelt towards the end, like right in Jane's final moments when she it very simple, just tells him, keep your heart open. I just thought that was a very effective line, especially cause it's a callback to this one that y'all just voted for. Um, I thought it was great, but I'm also going to vote for, for basically, I want to feel shitty about you. <laughs> it's funny to say it out loud, but, um, <laughs> it, yeah, it's just, it's very, very scene itself ranks really high for me just as far as like one of the best scenes in the movie um and i think that their chemistry is just really great i think before we knew they were gonna like get back together in this movie that wasn't a mystery but even before that they're like really healthy exes like <laughs> i love the little moment where uh Valkyrie's like you got humiliated out there he's like no i 
got naked and I was okay with that. And Jane just is not ashamed about like, yeah, I was okay with that too. <laughs> she did not miss that. <laughs> uh, so yeah, great. And like that scene is just a very, very, it honestly highlights too, like how much Thor has grown. Like he stumbles through a bit, but he's also a lot more emotionally open than he was in like 2011 when they met. Like he's just able to kind of tell her how he feels. And it's just very like vulnerable with her, which was very nice. And I like that they didn't, sometimes they don't like when movies do like this thing like a candor storyline is always very dicey it's very difficult to handle in, in an appropriate way and i feel like when like people are in vulnerable states like that when there's a love angle like it just feels wrong and i was worried that she was going to be telling him about this like cancer and he was just going to kiss her or whatever and that, that would have felt really like i don't know just poorly timed or whatever but i love that he genuinely like let her talk about it and was like oh my god i'm so sorry and like let her work through that she was afraid before they kind of got to the romantic moment. So anyway, but like that, yeah, the, I, I want to feel shitty about you, Lion, is, is great. So that gets my vote. All right. I believe we have a winner. And the winner is, I want to feel shitty about you. And now it's time for the Needle Drop Award. The Needle Drop Award, brand new award. First time we're doing this one. Damon had the excellent foresight to bring up this idea uh, before we saw the movie and then now it's a much better idea because there are some incredible needle drops in this movie I the first so the first time I saw this I don't know if it was like where I was sitting in the theater or the theater itself but every time a song dropped it was super quiet and I thought that was the movie itself so if you look at my <laughs> my letterbox my review is just <laughs> stop giving us such incredible needle drops and then making them so damn quiet like it reads as so angry old man and then i saw it again today and they hit like perfectly and i was like well don't i look stupid now um but they yeah are fantastic so all of our basically pre-existing songs that you know were, were released before this movie came out that dropped in this movie um we're giving it to the best one so damon kick us off what is your nominee for the needle drop award it's obviously the needle drop we have when when jane is a uh affronted by by valkyrie from her uh, hotel room and she's like you know you're okay right and they're getting ready for the battle she pulls out her sword she pulls out her awesome little daggers she pulls out a jane's like a hand grenade it's like portable speaker click and you hear family affair drop and of course they can't do anything but bob their head because you if you don't bob your head to that song i question everything about you okay no judgment but i will question everything about you it was just so fun so simple very small so like i mean someone maybe even not consider it a needle drop i thought it was just such a fun little touch and really gave some an idea of how they would be to, you know together as friends or even lovers so that's my nom all right one well, nom from mary j blige ryan what is getting that nom uh, yeah, for me, um, it, it might be the um, the basic choice, but it's a sweet child of mine. Um, I just think um, I, I think it's really clever that it was a song from the trailer, but it's not the first needle drop in the movie. Um, and but yeah, it's just it's a song I really enjoy. It's my favorite Guns N' Roses song, and it's one of my favorite classic rock songs in general. Um, I think the the moment in the movie is great when they get rescued, and I think pairing the song with the the shrieking goats um, <laughs> is a great touch. Um, yeah, so when when they get rescued um, from, I forget the name of the city, but with all the gods with Zeus. Um, yeah, so that um, that's my pick. 
All right. Anna, what's getting that nom? Man, you guys stole my top two. Uh, I guess I got to go Welcome to the Jungle. I think it was very smart how they integrated it into the movie. It was very, like, Guardians kind of vibe. Um, I think it was also very appropriate, even though this whole movie is essentially like a Guns N' Roses album with some Mary J. Blige <laughs> thrown in. Um, I think it was very well-balanced, and it fit the scene perfectly. So, yeah, that's what I got to go with. Man, there is one that I I could go with that is a great drop and it like it makes sense. And then there's one that I just like it is my brand and it's the only ABBA song in the entire movie. Like, fuck it. I, I'm going to go with Our Last Summer by ABBA. Um, fucking love it, man. Like it's this little montage about Thor and Jane's life that we really didn't get to see in the movies. Like we get them coming together in the first Thor movie and then we get you know, like they, their adventures in Thor, the dark world, but we don't really get to see their actual relationship. And so this is a great montage. And especially with Cork narrating, like the, the love of Thor and Jane. And it's just like, yeah, I love ABBA. And it was a great little backdrop to this great, like rom-com montage. So got to nom some, some ABBA. All right. Four great noms. Some great ones still that we didn't mention. Like, uh, November rain was badass when they were fighting at the end of that movie um love that but four great noms uh ryan let's get your vote for the needle drop award yeah i gotta go um with the the mary j blige on the valkyrie speaker um and it's just such a great moment in the movie um paired with a great song and so yeah that's uh that's an easy pick for me all right one vote for family affair anna let's get your your vote Oh, it's Family Affair. <laughs> that was my favorite musical moment in the entire movie. <laughs> Two votes for Mary. Damon, is that three votes for Mary J. Blige? We don't need no hateration. All right, here, it is, it is Family Affair. Easily. I, I, I love it. I love the love for Family Affair, and I'm totally okay with it winning. I'm going to throw a vote to Sweet Child of Mine just because, like we talked about it, it's a very clever thing to throw that in the marketing. And then, like Ryan said, one, it's not the beginning of the movie. Like, we don't hear it for a, a, quite a bit, like a, a, bit, a bit of the movie. And it like very heavily factors into the theme of the movie with Thor becoming a father. Like, I, I love that that... I don't know. It was very. I thought it was more clever than "Immigrant Song" in Ragnarok. And one, it playing, but not fully when they get rescued in an omnipotent city. And then the way it fully hits at the very end of the movie in the credits, fucking great. I, I love. Yeah, its use was fantastic. But I am also completely okay with Family Affair getting the vote because Damon, I'm with you. If you're not bopping along to this song, then like, what what are you what are you doing? <laughs> And their winner is Family Affair by Mary J. Blige. And for our next award, the Kodak moment. Yes, the most visual, striking, stunning scene. One, one still, one visual. Your favorite in the movie. There were so many good ones, I think. This is going to be really hard. Anna, what's your not? Oh, there's a lot of good ones. I'm going to have to go with one of the opening shots when Thor is sitting under the tree right before the planet. Um, and then you see it pan in, the tree's off to the right sky, and then you see that beautiful sunset over to the left. 
I, I thought that shot was visually stunning and it just really stuck in my mind even from the trailer. So that's what I have to go with. Very nice. Kyle, what's yours? Not gonna lie, I thought that was gonna be a bigger moment in the movie than it was. Like that was a beautiful shot. It was just him meditating, which was nice. It was a fun little quiet moment. Um, that's a great shot. I'm just gonna go ahead. There's great visuals in this movie, and I'm gonna let y'all take care of those because I'm just gonna be horny for a moment and vote for bare ass. Uh, sorry, no, I'm gonna nominate for bare ass because my God was chilled by gods themselves, and I've never like. Hemsworth has never really been my thing before this movie. Uh, he's a very attractive man, like objectively a very attractive man. He's really doing it for me in this movie. Uh, this is probably the most jacked he's been in this war, which is saying something. And yeah, that shot was gratuitous and was for the girl Gaden days, and I was I was here for it. Um, especially the, the R.I.P. Loki on his back. That fucking killed me, and I don't know why. It was fucking hilarious, but. Yeah, I, visuals are great, but my, my nom is, is the horny nom today. All right, Ryan, what's your nom? Yeah, um, there's a couple of good ones, but I'm going to go near the end um, where Thor gives his power to the kids and you see them sort of like their eyes light up and they all start to glow. Um, I, I just thought visually that was really stunning and, and really stuck out to me. Yes, Anna. I just want to piggyback off of what Ryan said. In the first shot, when he's like giving the power to the kids, it actually, the way the power dissipates, it turns into the tree of life, and it's just a very cool moment. So definitely need to give props to that one. Okay, so mine is one that like just, I don't know. It just, it was so fun. It was so funny. It was really well done. The way it looked, I don't know, it just felt very rom-com-y. But it's the shot where Thor and Jane finally see each other again for the first time. And the house behind them is just on fire. It's just, I don't know, I just adore it. I There's not much more to it than that. I just thought that was a really fun, really cool shot. So that's my nom. And so we have four really good ones. I don't know what's going to win this one. Um, Anna, what are you thinking? It's definitely Hemsworth's ass for me. (laughs) I wish I could pretend like I didn't expect like an unhinged nomination, but I didn't want to be the horny one to nominate it. So thank you, Kyle. Oh, amazing. Kyle's always here to be unhinged and horny, so. It's all good. We gotta be on brand sometimes. Uh, Kyle, your vote? Uh, yeah, thank you for indulging me to be unhinged and horny. Right after I stay on brand with my ABBA pick, I had to do that too. I'm not gonna vote for it. I just had to get the nomination out of my system, so I'm not thinking about it later. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna vote for... I'm actually I'm gonna vote for Thor and Jane's reunion. Yeah, I'm with you, Damon. I don't know what it is about that shot, but it's just framed really well and it's a cute moment. It's like a very just like, oh, this is cool. It's like a rom-com. And it's just especially his comedic uh acting in that moment is really great too. When he's like, Jane, it's just like over exaggerated. <laughs> uh especially with his like goofy mask. And yeah, it's that shot of them with the house burning down behind them is great. So I'm gonna vote for that. 
Yeah, he's just like, I can't, I can't breathe. I need, it's this helmet, you know, just, um, Ryan, what's got your vote? Yeah, so I, I do want to give a shout out to a few others we didn't pick. Um, when, uh, when Jane first uses Mjolnir and it, like, all the shards, um, go out and, uh, like, attack the shadow creatures and it splits, um, I thought that was both a really great shot and a really, like, clever way to use the hammer and acknowledge like what happened in Ragnarok, but um, just sort of add another dimension to it. I thought that was really cool. Um, also the first shot of them transferring from like the normal universe to the shadow realm would like they first get shot in black and white, I think it's just incredible. And like, I was really close to picking that one. Um, as far as choices, yeah, I think I am going to go with Orange Jane, too. Um, I, I do really like mine, and I, I think visually is really good. But um, just, like, the, the the shot of them just sort of, like, staring at each other and, and, and sort of this, the, the mix of, like, longing and, and surprise at seeing the person um, all while the house is just burning in the background, I think, is, is really great. Oh, well, I did not expect uh, this to get the the win but I'm, I'm going with mine because like i said there's so many great beautiful shots in the movie but there's something about this one that's just it's sweet it's really funny it's just like well you look at that they're there and there's a house on fire there's something here there, there's something to, there's some sort of metaphor going on um so yeah that'll get my vote as well alexa play House on Fire by Sia because it's the winner of the Kodak moment. Piss off, ghost! It's time for our most memeable moment award. That's right. This is our most memeable moment. Always a fun time. Lots of... It's always fun with these movies that are brand new. We get to kind of predict what's going to inspire the most memes. Um, so as our, our resident meme lord, Ryan, kick us off. What is your nominee for the Piss Off Ghost Award? This is hard because there's a few that we knew going into the movie from the trailer, and I, I think those are really, really strong picks. Ah, jeez. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to choose one of those. Um, the, the Zeus flick. Um, just you know him obviously flicking the the disguise and the clothes off of Thor um, and leaving him naked. I, I've just I've seen that meme used um, for a lot of creative things already, and so I, I think it's it's a very strong choice. And, and so I'm gonna go with that one. All right, one one nomination for accidental nudity. We are all grateful to Russell Crowe for once. I've been <laughs> grateful to him in my life. Uh, Anna, let's get your nom for the piss off ghost award. So the one that really stood out for me for a memeable format was in right after the opening battle, right? When Chris Hemsworth just kind of pans in while Quill is talking and he's like, oh, look in the eyes of the people you love. <laughs> and then he's just moving into the frame. Um, I think you can use that in a variety of different ways. It's like the new uh, boyfriend holding his girlfriend's hand down the street and he's looking at another woman. Um meme format i think it's very smart and i think it would be hilarious <laughs> i was very close with going with screaming goats but i think that one's definitely going to be the stronger one so <laughs> all right damon what's in your job yes um so 
This is one I don't think it's been made yet, but I think it has a lot of potential. Uh, it kind of has the similar vibes to to Anna's, but essentially it's when when Thor's standing there, and then out of the corner of his eye, there's Stormbreaker, just staring at him. I I think you could do a lot of a lot of fun meme formats going on with that one. Um, just I mean I gotta say the love square kind of vibe we had going on where you know he was also breaking up you know it was seeing his ex-weapon after a long time and and stormbreaker getting jealous was just i think one of my favorite parts of the movie and so i i just had to give love to it somehow i think that that could be a really funny meme that entire running joke should not have been as funny as it was after they did it the first couple times, and it was still so goddamn funny. <laughs> I love that. Here's yeah, the that, thing. That could be... Now I'm just mad that we didn't get that in, like, the first three movies. Yeah, right? same. Like, like, his seeing... relationship with Mjolnir? <laughs> yeah, it could have been, like, his, his, like, main chick and then like jane was kind of like the side chick and mjolnir could have gotten jealous i feel like this was a very missed opportunity <laughs> it was fantastic though i loved it all right i am so happy i was really worried that this was going to be great this is i feel like like a runaway because i think this in the coming days is going to be memed to death probably mostly by ryan um and i'm gonna go with jane whispering her catchphrase her final catchphrase to thor right before she dies there are endless opportunities and the first one that i saw that's going to make ryan happy is her saying it's thorbin time uh that's my <laughs> pick for what she says to him <laughs> But it's like a cute moment in the context of the movie. He laughs, so we know she says something funny. Um, it's like a nice little callback to Lost in Translation, too, that we like don't know what she says. But yeah, there's like endless, endless opportunity to, to, to make a meme out of that. So that's got to be my, my nom. Um, four great memes in the making, though. Love these nominations. So Ryan, kick us off. Let's get your vote. Um, yeah, so I, I do want to give a shout out and like Damon, I haven't seen this actually memed yet, but I feel like it's going to um, Korg's head, just like the different ways that they use him after he loses his body. Like when he's, when Thor and Jane are making out, he's just like singing the, the like mating song in the in the cabin. <laughs> and then when he's like on the goats later, like I, I think, um, I think that's used really well. Um, and, and I can foresee a lot of um, good memes coming from that. Um, that being said, I think I'm going to go with Anna's pick of Thor sliding in front of Star-Lord. Um, like the one that I chose, I, I, there's already been a lot of really good ones for that. And I, I just think that, that it's it's just such a perfect, like, it's just a perfect moment. Because you know that Thor doesn't love Star-Lord, but, like, he just sort of, like, wants to be in on, like, the feelings. And also just kind of wants to mess with him, I think. And so, like, the, the shot of him looking at the Guardians and, and Thor just, like, slowly sliding in is is just really great. Um, and, like, this is totally off topic, but I, I feel like even though there's, he, there's a smile on his face, like, I think this would be a good addition to, like, the sus gif that I, I think we all know where you see, like, the people, like slowly sliding into the house with like you know the sus look on their face yeah i, I think this would the 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 hemsworth um look i think would be a good addition to that that meme so 
be a good ending to it. Like all these sus faces, <laughs> yeah. then him just like slowly grinning. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Anna, what's getting your vote for the Piss Out Ghost Award? Oh, I don't even think about the gift. That that's fantastic stuff, Ryan. <laughs> um, I'm actually gonna go with the jealous ex. I think that was a really funny bit, and there's a lot of different sequences in the movie you could use for that meme format. So, yeah. All right, one vote for Thor and Star-Lord, one vote for Storm Baker. Damon, what's getting your vote? I think Kyle's is genius, and I cannot wait to see it. I didn't even think about that, but you're right, because, like, you got, like, you know, got my new catchphrase, and you, you literally have no idea what she says. And so just... That's perfect. That that's exactly what you're looking for in a new like meme craze. That that's got to get my vote. Yeah, I gotta I gotta stick with that one as well. I think all four of these. This is like the the first um, time we've done this award in a while where I'm confident that all four of these we're gonna see plenty of memes from all four all four of these options. Um, it's it's gonna be a very memeable movie, I think. But yeah, I, I like I said, like the, the catchphrase thing, you can just do. You can just say the most nonsense, random shit, and it'll always be funny. So I, I'm excited to see what people come up with. And the winner is Jane's final catchphrase. Whosoever holds this hammer, if they be worthy, shall possess the power of Thor. It's time for a valedictorian award. Yes, the one who was most worthy in this movie, the greatest performance... For Thor Love and Thunder, I really enjoyed so many of them. Who's going to get the win? Let's start with Kyle. Who's your nom? Ooh, thank you. Christian Bale. Got to sweep it up. I got I to sweep it up. <laughs> uh, Christian Bale is Gore the God Butcher. I mean, like I said, even nominating him for Wallflower, I stick by this. Because, like, even though I wanted more of the character, what we got, it, God, he was so good. Like, I... I, I, our good friend of the pod and occasionally banned from the pod, Richard, uh, texted me seeing this movie before I did. And he was like telling me he was this mixture of all these different characters. And he's like, he may be my favorite MCU villain now. And I was like, no way. Like, there's got it. That's recency bias. And I, I left the theater and I was like, well, shit, definitely top five. I mean, like, phase four has just spoiled us with villains so far. Uh, they've all been top tier. Um, and Gore is just. Man, a lot of people have I've seen on Twitter are just calling him really basic, like very basic motivation. Hey, if it if it ain't broke, like don't fix it. I mean, he starts the movie with this very basic human motivation. Like he's just he's completely wronged by a god. Like his daughter dies and then fucked over by this god who does not care about him. Haven't we seen that before? Um, and then yeah, just go on this path of like revenge. And we get a full art from him. Like we get him being a villain, kidnapping children, you know, killing gods off screen. And then not maybe not a redemption, but like we get him reunited with his daughter and then kind of passing her along to to Thor. Like it's he could have in that moment, he could have wiped out every god, like including Thor, right? In that moment. He had he had won. Thor said it, like you you've won. Like, do what you want, make your choice. And he still chooses to bring back love to bring his, his daughter back and i think that it's just i, I was t texting a friend about it i was like christian bale managed to scare the shit out of me and made me cry in this movie like when he's like lying like almost dead and his daughter comes back to him and he immediately just starts weeping like that that got me man that got me really good he was 
just fantastic. And Christian Bale, we know that he's a great actor. Like, he's been established for a long time, already in the comic book world as, as Batman. And, like, I know that there were reservations about the way that they were going to handle Gore because he's an iconic Thor villain. I think it was a really great animation. Like they couldn't do everything they do in the comics because some of that stuff gets really dark. But he's for an MCU movie, I think that they adapted him as well as they could have. And Christian Bale was the perfect choice for war. So that's my nom. All right. Anna, who's your nom for Valedictorian? I feel like I should go with the obvious choice and go for Thor, but I'm actually gonna go with Tessa Thompson as Valkyrie. Every time she walked on screen, she was just very entrancing. She was funny. She delivered her lines. She had great choreography. She had a great stage presence. Girlfriend rocks the hell out of a power suit as king. Uh, She should have been in the movie a lot more, um, in my opinion. But every time she comes into the MCU, I'm I'm always entranced by her. So it's got to be Valkyrie for me. Very solid nom. Ryan, who's yours? Yeah, so the actual choice for this is going to be incredibly hard. Um, but for nominations, um, I will. Um, I think that is less hard. I think there are four clear choices, and so I'm going to pick one of them, uh, Jane Foster. Um, I, I thought Natalie Portman was really, really good in this movie. Um, I thought I thought it was great that like she sort of picked up the fighting right away, and um, she was really good at that. But like in other areas of like, you know, quote unquote being Thor, she was still like figuring that out. And I thought that was, um, that was funny to see. Um, I thought the stuff with her and Chris was really great. Um, I thought the stuff with her and Valkyrie was also really great. And I wish we got more of that. But um, I, I think that um, this was really good for her. And, you know, I, I don't know if she will want to come back to the MCU or if there We'll find a way to use her uh, in Valhalla, but um, I, I really hope so. Um, yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's my choice. I think at this point, I'll just almost do this on purpose now. Because, once again, I will be nominating the title character <laughs> of the movie. Uh, Chris Hemsworth as Thor, the himbo himself was just amazing, okay? I said it at the top of the pod. I love his journey with this character. We go from someone who's just so serious and but arrogant at the same time, and he's not ready to be king of Asgard. And, like, we get... We, we find out in this movie... I mean, we, we knew about it in the first one, but really, like, it, it's, it's really reiterated. Jane helped Thor realize who, who he could be, who he wanted to be. And how to be worthy again. And to see that journey to who he is now, who's just a really loving guy, really fun, very caring, but he's he's really lost. And so to see him go through this journey trying to figure out who he is and what needs to happen, it's fun because he really doesn't have to go on that journey because he gets swept into this, oh, he has to save everybody from this god butcher. And on that path, well, he ends up with a daughter. And just with those that scene alone with Love, who I believe is also his daughter in real life, India, I believe is her name, um, was just so fun, so well done. So we, we see yet another side of Thor, and it's just every single iteration of 
of the character we've gotten, I've liked, even in Dark World. Even like, it's just a great. He he really is honed in on Thor, and even if this is the, so to say, dumbest version of him yet, maybe the funnest. So, I, I gotta give my nom at least to Chris Hemsworth. Gotta give him some flowers. All right, four excellent noms, four excellent performances. This, like, Ryan is correct. This is going to be very difficult. Uh, so, Anna, kick us off. What's getting your vote for Valedictorian? It's got to be gore, right? Because the second Christian Bale walked on screen, I, I knew it was Christian Bale, but I definitely couldn't tell it was him. Uh, he definitely oversold this, and I, it was just phenomenal performance. I didn't even realize it until the end. That it was Christian where it was consciously in the back of my mind, like, oh, yeah, like, that's an actor. That's not an actual, like, entity or CGI, right? Um, He was so creepy. And everyone who knows me knows I don't really do horror. Um, And I I was just getting chills down my back. It definitely had, like, a horror sort of Hitchcock vibe. Uh, It was phenomenal. I think it's one of his best roles to date, in addition to being a I liked Gore better than Thanos as a villain. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's got to be Gore for me. He he did fantastic. Oh, yeah. Kyle, who's your vote? Yeah, I got to stay with Gore. Um, I'm just thinking in my head about, like, God, like the scene when he's, like, fucking with the kids, just, like, the heads of shadow creature in front of them. Like, Jesus, it's just so dark and, like, I, I would love to see, I don't typically push for these kinds of things because I don't really see the point of them. I would love for some kind of standalone thing with just him that's like not in the MCU where they can just R rating and let him just be as vicious as they want him to be. I would pay money to watch that because God, he's just, he's so good. And all of these performances are great. I do want to shout out Nat as um, as Jane Foster. She was really, really fantastic. And I, I loved her arc in this movie. I don't, love the choice of her dying i and i've seen a lot of people push back on that like saying maybe this is not the end it's valhalla like that feels kind of final to me because if you're going to bring her back then you're bringing heimdall back as well like that you know i just for now i don't a choice i really don't like but if you bring her back then yeah maybe i'll be okay with it it's just it, it feels weird natalie portman to be so against being back in the mcu for her to finally come back and be like oh okay she's dead she's dead now like it's just i don't that doesn't sit well with me it feels a little fridging ish like i don't love fridging in general in the comics and so i don't love that concept if, again if they bring her back i'll take it all back i'll come back on this podcast and, and my, or eat my hat or whatever the term is but like for now I wish they hadn't done that but I do love her performance so shout out to that one but I'm going to vote for for Gore Alright Ryan your vote Yeah um, just to, to piggyback off what Kyle said real quick I, I agree um, both that Natalie had a, a great performance and that I her death didn't sit well with me like it, and it's weird because like it, it makes sense story-wise you know because you know she had cancer and, and that is you know comics canon and it very clearly you know it, it it makes sense that she would die but also yeah i was really bummed that that's what happened and that um they they had a really great character that i thought they you know if they could have found a way to save her i would have preferred that um but yeah like kyle said we'll, we'll we'll see um what if anything happens with that character in the future 
as far as my vote, um, it is Gore uh, by a hair over um, Valkyrie. Um, and yeah, I, again, another thing back to Kyle said, but it, it, it's, it, it says something that we all are picking Gore, at least so far, um, when he didn't do all that much God butchering, at least on screen. Um, but just the, the, the two scenes that really stand out to me, the, the one with the kids in the cage and then the one in the shadow realm where he's just like interrogating all the motives of Thor and Jane and Valkyrie and, and just giving exposition to like both his motives and like the hypocrisy of the gods and, and how, you know, how just messed up everything is. I, I thought was just so incredible. And I thought he was good. And in, in, in the few fights that we did see. And so um, for all that, uh, Gore is my choice as well. Right. Let's see. So, of course, before he gets crowned, I just want to say I, I really did love Natalie Borman as Jane Foster. I thought she was very relatable, very fun, um, played the the parts where she was sick really well. Um, just like the, the switch when she was in the bathroom dropping the hammer, she's like, just looks so bad. And she's just like in so much pain and just reaches out to the hammer again. Um I, I don't know. I just really, I personally liked that it was her choice to, that she knew full and well that what she was doing was not going to end well wielding the hammer, but she chose to go and help and, you know, not only save the world, but save Thor, you know, who she cares for. It was her choice and she made it. And I don't know, it was, I found it very heroic I would have loved to have still had Mighty Thor because I, I really thought that was fun. I am under the impression that it was Natalie Portman's choice. Because, I mean, especially doing so, like, having a, such a great performance like that, I would think Marvel would would have wanted to keep her on board. So, I was, I mean, I'm honestly surprised she came back to do this anyways. So, I'm just really grateful that we we got at least another one, which was the best in my eyes. Um, Chris, I said my part on him. Tessa Thompson, I've always, you know, what I thought of her great performance in Wallflower. But Christian Bell is Gore, the God Butcher, gets my vote. He was so creepy with also a fun, like, really dark humor about him, uh, especially when he was, you know, toying with the kids. Like, this is my shadow uh, leech thing. I, you know, let me snap its neck. Just, oh, you know, you found it funny when you're talking about Thanos. Like, he was just, it was such an unnerving kind of funny to him. Him and all of his, his uh, shadow crawlies were great. But Christian Bell, phenomenal actor. I just thought he was really into the role of this character who just had been slighted by the gods and had become cursed and infected with this just maddening desire to kill them all and like ryan said really the two scenes with the kids was just it really shown how creepy he was and then when he was interrogating the three like like uh kyle had said earlier you know we've had a great run with villains in phase four and a great villain is someone who's relatable and someone you can kind of see their point I mean, I was kind of like, do we really want Gore to, to fail? Every god we've seen in this movie, other than Thor, 
was an asshole was just kind of like complete shit the one at the very beginning it's like wow this dude's literally like telling telling his last follower uh we'll get more <laughs> he'll be all right was just like wow what a dick of course he's gonna kill him if he can and so just to keep following that um ryan did you have something to add yeah, I was just going to say, I'm not going to take this uh, slander of the Dumpling God. Uh, he seemed delightful, so. Bow. Bow forever. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my bad. Apologies. He, they seemed like a, a swell God. I have nothing to say but good good things about the, the Dumpling God. But other than Dumpling God and Thor, they had they pretty bad look for our gods, okay? Um, and so we could relate to them. But like he hits some, he hits everything you want from a good villain. He he chews the scenery. He gives us the monologues that are so well done. He's creepy. He's got a little humor, and he can fight. Like he legitimately was badass in battle. He was able to hold his own against everyone he threw down against. Him, he, he almost got the he he did get the best of Valkyrie. Uh, that's no no small feat right there. And just him and going against both Thors, like, I want to know what, okay, he had no power at all beforehand, correct? It was only the Necrosword is what I'm guessing. The Necrosword is just OG as hell. And I almost went with it for my Easter egg because of its history. In the comics, I wonder if it somehow rears its head again or we get to talk about more necro stuff hopefully maybe in the future but yeah just not to get off the uh, topic christian bell was fantastic and he definitely gets my vote so that's that's the winner and the winner is christian bale as gore and now it's time for the best memory award that's right. Best memory, our our favorite moment, scene, whatever. Best moment in in the movie, uh, Thor: Love and Thunder. So, Damon, kick us off. What's your nominee for best memory? There's a lot of really like high highs in this movie. Okay, like not everything worked. It wasn't the most action packed or the most well executed, but the things I loved, I really loved. In this one, I just. I don't think the movie would have worked as well without it, mainly because we really always wondered what happened with Jane and Thor. Well, we find out in the lovely relationship montage set with the amazing needle drop with ABBA, narrated by our guy Korg, which, by the way, those are also my favorite parts is Korg's narration. I'm a sucker for narration. Taika could just narrate anything, and I'm in, especially as Korg. Korg and Luis need a podcast together, is what I'm calling right now. Korg and Luis's story time. Um, but yeah. What I'm, do we have to do to get that made? Like, who <laughs> at Marvel do we have to contact? Kevin, we're coming up with great ideas here. Listen to us. Listen to us, Foggy. Um, but yeah, that's that's my nom for, for best member. All right, that's one nom for the rom-com montage and one genius pitch for the greatest podcast of all time. Word toast after that podcast comes out. <laughs> uh, Ryan, what's getting your nom for best memory? Uh, 
Yeah, I'm going to go with um, the choice that we've mentioned a few times. I know I personally have. It's um, it's the scene in the Shadow Realm with Gore um, sort of interrogating uh, our, our trio. Um, it's just, it's so well done. It, it's just a, a place for Christian Bale to cook and, and, and man, does he nail it. Um, and, and I also think it's really great um, face acting by... Um, you know, Nat, uh, Tessa, and Chris, since they, you know, their mouths are covered. Um, but you can you can see the emotions playing out on their faces as he's um, sort of um, pulling the veil away from them and, and sort of stripping them down. Um, and so I just, I, I think the two best scenes in the movie are um, that and the um, Thor and Jane montage. So it's, it's going to be a tough choice, but uh, that is my nom for now, so. All right. Anna, what's getting your nom? I am actually going to do the ending scene. I thought it was really cute when, like, Thor's um, feeding his newfound child, um, and she drew on Mew Mew. <laughs> and he's like, oh, right, that's not coming off. Um, and when you look at what, how he's holding the hammer, right, like, there's little tassels coming off of the end. So I'm also wondering if India just kind of, like, decorated it on the side and it wasn't the prop department um and then you see this little girl with like this axe that's like bigger than she is just running out in the field and he's like pumping her up like okay like those are the good guys those are the bad guys and we're gonna we're gonna protect some people today i think that was great coaching skills um it was a really great segue into what i hope is coming uh to the next you know edition of thor whether that's a limited series or a movie so yeah i thought it was super cute it's a great nom. Um, okay, I am torn. <laughs> uh, there's two that I really love, and I, I think they're both very impactful and emotional scenes. I'm gonna go. Yeah, I, I'm gonna go with kind of like the conclusion to the conflict, like uh, the the scene at Eternity when when specifically when Gore wishes uh, love back, and she you know, she returns and. Uh, Jane whispers her catchphrase to Thor and they say, I love you. And she fades away. And then, um, Gore also dies and Thor kind of like, does that really sad smile at love? That was a genuinely like devastating moment. I mean, Thor, Chris Hemsworth is a great actor. Um, but yeah, I think it's a very powerful moment. Like it, it I, I going into this movie, I wasn't really sure how they were going to wrap things up. And like I said, I, I have my complaints with the actual choice of, Jane dying, um, but I think it still is a very effective and, and powerful moment in the context of the story. And and yeah, it, it's just great acting from everyone involved, from Hemsworth and from Portman, and especially from uh, Kristen Bale. Like just his his departure and his farewell to his daughter is just uh, gutting. So I'm I'm gonna go with that one. All right, that is four. Excellent noms for best memory. Like Ryan said, going to be a tough choice. Um, so so Ryan gets the task. Kick us off. What is your vote for best memory? <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess I'm going to go with the Thor and Jane relationship montage. Um, I, I, I thought it was so well done. Um, just the, the pictures and, and um, Korg's uh, narration and... It was just so beautiful and so heartbreaking. And um, it was just, you know, phenomenal to see them um, grow together and then grow apart. 
and then um, just them like examining that later. But yeah, I, I thought that was really well done and, and hit really hard for personal reasons. But um, yeah, I, uh, I thought that was a really great scene, uh, arguably the best one in the movie. And so that's my choice. All right, one vote for the rom-com. Anna, what is getting your vote? I am actually going to go with the Shadow Realm one. I think the visuals were stunning. The acting was on point. It visually um, and emotionally just pulled you into the scene, and you were just really desperate, and you didn't really know how it was going to end. I I just thought it was beautifully done, and unlike a lot of the other MCU content, it's in black and white, so it definitely stands out. So, yeah, I think it was stunning. It's definitely Shadow Realm for me. Damon, what's getting your vote? Look at me voting for black and white scenes, Kyle. Look at me now. <laughs> I'm um, so proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's the interrogation scene and like the necro cave, necro tendrils everywhere. Just our villain monologue because, you know, everyone can't talk with those necro tendrils around their mouths. Like like Ryan said, just great, great facial work by everybody and Christian Bell's just on one. This scene is why one of the many reasons why he was definitely the best performer in the movie. Um, so that has to get my vote. Yep. That is, uh, that's getting my vote as well. I, it's just so damn effective. It's, uh, yeah, it's so chilling and like for a movie that is genuinely like, like you said earlier, Damon, is it basically a rom-com? It's a pretty light movie. Um, it reminds us very quickly that there are like actual stakes in this movie, and that gore is like a very threatening presence. And yeah, Chris, Christian Bale just eats it up. I mean, he's he's so good, and it, it, I love the, the the contrast of like. I, I remember too in the trailer. There's a shot from this out of context that looks really funny of like gore struggling and we I just didn't know what the context was and he looks like he's fucking like constipated or something it's just it looks really funny out of out of context and then in it's now like a terrifying moment so it's funny now that we have that that context for it but yeah he's great and like y'all said like Tessa Chris and Nat could have phoned it in right there because it's not the scene is not really about them but they are also fantastic like you can see why Thor right away kind of summons Stormbreaker because the the danger is very much felt and, and he and everyone else, they, they sell it. So that's an easy vote for me. And the winner is Shadow Realm Interrogation slash monologue. And now our Great Expectations Award. Yes, Great Expectations, one of my favorites because... As far as the MCU goes, it's never quite over. We're always looking forward, always looking ahead. And with this movie, always comes new questions, new expectations, so to say. Ryan, start us off. What's your nom for Great Expectations? Yeah, so um, there's a couple, um, but I guess one sort of ties into one. So, yeah, I'm going to go with, like, uh, what happens with Thor and uh, our board our Hercules. Um, honestly, you see um, delightful Brett Goldstein as Hercules in the um, first uh, stinger uh, in, the, in the movie, the mid-credit one. And, um, you know, he's seemingly going to go after Thor. 
and so um really curious to see what that happens you know um I, I'm assuming they're going to fight, but, you know, does, um, does Thor sort of convert Hercules into not being a dick like his dad? Um, do we possibly get, like, um, a Hercules Amadeus Cho, like, um, vehicle, which I think would be wonderful? Um, do we see, like, them, I don't know, recruiting more gods to do some other stuff? Um, that would be really cool, too. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really intrigued, um, like... You know, what we're, obviously what we're going to see Thor next in, but, you know, what how Thor and Hercules are going to um, to interact. Like, is, is Hercules going to be similar on the himbo level? Um, so, <laughs> yeah, I just, just really want to see what's in store for those two and um, where, where that's going. All right, Kyle, what's your nom? He really is every fucking where, Roy Kent. Uh, I am going to go with i'm gonna say just kind of a general question about the asgardian children like now we have they have been through this like really traumatic experience but now they're training with both valkyrie and lady sif like that is and they've experienced like the full power of thor like that is a force to be reckoned with i also like it was a cute cheeky joke when he was like for a limited time only i don't think that actually is a thing i think they're still gonna have some power like maybe not full thor power but there's still gonna be something there like they can't leave that alone um so i'm really curious i'm excited to see what happens there obviously the mcu has intentionally been kind of uh tilting towards like the younger generation with these last couple phase four projects you know with like the i won't say surprise breakout hit but like the breakout hit miss marvel i mean has been crushing it um can't wait for that finale like that's been great and you know with like uh kate bishop and stuff like that they've been doing a lot of stuff with the younger uh avengers and younger heroes and so maybe we get something with i don't know if it's like a, a series or a movie or whatever but something with uh with axel at the lead like i would i would love that i i love that we got like heimdall's kid in this movie and i'm so here for that so now give us more like let me see what happens with uh the asgardian kids ryan did you have something yeah okay so hear me out um bring back billy and tommy so they can go to new asgard to the thanos ice cream shop and then do the ice cream song no no please god no <laughs> oh my god ryan no <laughs> anything but that <laughs> wait no that was that was jane's catchphrase that's the first meme that was her when she whispered to Thor at the end. good lord um okay where are we even at kyle what is your nom no that was your nom anna right that was anna what is your nom <laughs> oh my god uh before i get into my actual nomination i feel I'm just going to piggyback off Kyle's real quick. I think it's very possible we could see either Axel or Love in the Young Avengers that they're theoretically setting up. Um, definitely think that's possible. Um, what I'm curious about is are we going to explore Valhalla in the future of the MCU? Because Hela is based off of or related to Hell in Norse mythology, which is the goddess of the dead in the underworld. Jane, Heimdall, Hela, and even Loki could be there. So are we going to see the afterlife for these gods, these Asgardians and Jane, um, and see what kind of antics they get into? We all love 
Heimdall, everyone was really upset when he died. Loki's always a fan favorite. And we have Kate Blanchett, right? I think those are three very strong contenders. And there's definitely some things in the afterlife that could be explored that we're just not aware of. So I think that's a really cool opportunity that they might go for. That's a good one. Um, I am going to roll with just the general thought of, you know, coming out of that last scene of the movie, where do we see Thor and love next? Okay. Um, I definitely enjoyed the, what was it, the pan flap scene? She didn't want it. She didn't want to put her boots on and uh, just Thor being a dad and then leading her out to battle because she has the powers of a God that I still does. Can anyone say why she has the powers of a God that slightly went over my head? Does anyone no have clue. an answer? Yeah. Okay. That felt very out of left field. I like it, but it's just like, can we get some explanation for that, please? Like, is it because, <laughs> yeah, because... eternity or what? Like, like, yeah, it might be because of its eternity, because Gore did not really show any powers before he became the God Butcher. Um, so it's probably linked to eternity. Maybe eternity comes back. And we got some, like, Hitchhiker's supercomputer vibes coming back later on. I don't know. Yeah, so, like, just to find out more about that would be great, but, like, is that what are we getting Thor five? We really gonna get five Thor movies? I never ever thought I would say that, but I mean, I want it. Or I don't really think they're gonna go the TV route with them, but that could be pretty fun, you know? Um, or are they just showing up in another Avengers type movie? Are they gonna piggyback off of well, they did say Thor was supposed to be in Guardians Three. Last I heard. So maybe that's where we see them next. I don't I don't really know, but I really am excited to answer that question. So that's mine. Um, so those are four all really big things that we, we've been thinking about coming out of this movie. What's going to get that vote? Ryan. Yeah, um, that one is hard. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to go with mine just because um, I'm like super pumped to see um, Brett Goldstein's Hercules. And so I, I really want to see what um, direction uh, that goes and, and what uh, properties he could show up in. All right. Kyle, what's your vote? Uh, I am torn, but I, th I think I'm going to vote for Annas because it's not really something I was like considering. I I'll be honest. Obviously, I stayed for both scenes. Like, come on, we're 29 movies in at this point. Uh, but I, it felt a little underwhelming, especially after like the tease. Like, oh shit, Hercules is coming. Like, what what's the other tease? And it was just like something we all kind of assumed already that happened. Like, we all knew she made it to Valhalla. Like, that was why she faded away. It was cool to see Heimdall. Um, but, uh. But now with the like what Anna has brought up, I like the scene more in context because yeah, it raises some cool questions about what they could do with the, the afterlife. And I'm a sucker for anything involving like an afterlife story. I mean, I love Percy Jackson. I love anything with like uh, the underworld involved. So yeah, I'm very intrigued. I did see recently that um, Russell Crowe was initially supposed to play Satan and not Zeus in this movie, which is very intriguing. Um, 
What? So that's I would pay possible good money to see that. <laughs> right? And I, of course, you know, because of who we are as shithead MCU fans, that was immediately flooded with Mephisto. Um, and I, you know, <laughs> then I turned my phone off and threw it at the wall. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm very intrigued by that possibility and like what they could have done with that. I thought he was great as Zeus. I haven't talked enough about that, by the way. I don't like Russell Crowe that much as an actor. I think he takes himself way too seriously. So to see him play this kind of role and just be like a complete and utter idiot was so fun. Like he he was genuinely hilarious in this movie. Um, but yeah, I, so I'm really intrigued by a story involving the afterlife. I would be so into like a full um, Thor 5 with like Thor having to venture into Valhalla for something. I don't know what. Like that reunites us with Nat if if she wants to come back. That gives us Heimdall back. Like Anna said, possibly Hela, possibly Loki. Um, you could get some crossover with Enchantress. I think people expected Enchantress to show up in this movie. So maybe that is Thor or five. Who knows? But anything afterlife related, I'm totally into. So that's getting my vote. All right, Anna, what's your vote? I have to go with Valhalla, just because why would you bring Idris back for literally less than five minutes? It's not like the man's salary is cheap, right? Um, You literally just could have done a a quick scene and, you know, just had some actress or actor show up and just say, oh, like, I'm so-and-so from Norse mythology. Welcome to Valhalla, right? You had Heimdall do it, and maybe that was just because they wanted to cement that Jane is dead, and that's where she is. Uh, Not entirely sure, but you also could have had the Warriors 3 do that intro, Um, and they probably would have been a hell of a lot cheaper than Idris, so that's where my vote goes, but I did... Show Zach Levi some respect, okay? Come on. (laughs) And that guy died, and whoever that guy is... (laughs) I mean, that's fair, but I I just love Idris, so he's just going to be the front forerunner for me. But my my question that I didn't want to nominate, but I still have, like, I, I am so curious. I need to know more about Craglin's love story and, like, why he keeps falling in love with so many people. Is he just naturally poly or is he just a romantic? Like, I need more information here. Still in that Yandu-shaped I, I, hole in his heart. I know. I'm like, does he need therapy or is he just like a really like marshmallow kind of guy? I don't know. I need answers. We all need therapy, okay? Um, But that's beside the point. Brian, thoughts? Uh, Yeah, real quick to the Valhalla thing. Um, Now that Kyle had mentioned it uh, when I brought this up and, and now that I'm thinking about it and about Taika, they should have just fully committed to the bit. When they showed Idris, they should have just showed, like, you know, Jedi Force Ghost style, just a disembodied arm, just, like, on Heimdall's shoulders and just, like, not explained it at all. And you should have just remembered, oh, yeah, that was Sif's arm <laughs> that did indeed make it to Valhalla. That would have been made it so much better. That would have been perfect of an ending right there. Um now I don't, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and vote for my own because I almost want to vote for Hercules. But I mean, if I did, that's a tie. And I don't want to invite that on again. 
for a tiebreaker. <laughs> it's not worth it. Sorry. Did you guys know that Korg had a starfighter? Did you know? Uh, actually, um, Thor's side business is just uh, goat breeding. You know, and he takes them onto all these different shows and like county fairs and stuff. That's that's the new shtick. <laughs> Good God. But yes, yeah, so I, I'm going to just go with where do we see Thor in love next? Just so Valhalla can go ahead and get that W. But really, these are all really good questions. Um, I'd like, I think we might get answers for all of them. I'm, I'm hoping, definitely Hercules. Definitely Thor in love. The Valhalla one, I really didn't think about what I mean. I just thought like this was a good, you know, goodbye. And of course, they would have someone that we know that, that uh, Jane knows welcoming, welcoming her there, you know. She doesn't know that many as guardians, you know, so that's died in, in battle at least. So, but that'd be really cool if we got more Valhalla. I love stories to the afterworld. I eat those up. Like I'll take one any single day. So. Yeah, yeah. We got one in moon Knight. I think it's plausible. We might get Valhalla to different, you know, religion. So yeah, I think that would be really cool. Um, so yeah, the winner is what will happen with Valhalla. All right. So, Let's just hit some closing notes, all right? Closing thoughts. Anything that we did not get to discuss, throw it out there. Let's let's hit it. Uh, Anna, what are yours? Oh, man. I just have so many unhinged thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> like, why did we not see Thor getting the Loki tattoo I feel like this was a missed opportunity maybe we'll see it in Guardians 3 not entirely sure um yeah I just also who is gonna play gore in the next rendition of uh Matt and Luke's uh <laughs> as Guardian play oh my god like, I, I didn't think know. about that <laughs> <laughs> And the thing is, if they have Danny, Melissa, Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> <laughs> it has to be Danny. <laughs> if they have Melissa playing Hella, it's got okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh. I definitely needed some more, like, Mary J. Blige elements in there. That's all I got. That was the only thing that I think could have improved it. Uh, I really, really enjoyed this movie. I was cautiously optimistic about Natalie, and I'm glad I didn't just, like, shut her down based on, like, past performances, because this was a dramatic one. I think the way the movie ended was appropriate. I know you guys don't totally agree with me, but, like, not every movie is a perfect storybook ending. The way I thought it was going to go was when I saw that they were going to go to Eternity and Jane was dying, I was like, oh, Thor's going to convince Gore not to bring his daughter back and then he's gonna save jane and you know i always figure these out things out 20 minutes into the movie and i'm happy to say that i was wrong and it was more interesting than that um that and i wish we saw more gods from different cultures i think that would have been really cool uh, but yeah overall it was it was a really good movie i enjoyed it and i'm definitely gonna see it again um i don't i really don't have too much more to add 
I just would like to reiterate more Valkyrie. Give her her own show. And it would have been cool to see more God Butchering. Even though he was still the best performance. Like, we just want more. Just just more more gore. We want more gore. Um, gore 2024. Um, okay, I'll stop. More gore. More gore from Thor 4 in 2024. <laughs> uh, Ryan, any, any other closing thoughts? Yeah, uh, I, I think it was a credit to... Um, to Taika and to Chris and to um, all the other actors who interacted with these characters that the two main running joke bits uh, did not get old and were consistently funny. And that was the um, Stormbreaker as a jilted lover and um, the the goats just screaming every time they're on screen. I I, I, <laughs> I laughed at first and then I'm just like, oh, there's there's this is still going. And yet it's still funny and I'm still laughing. And so I just I thought those those were tremendous, and it, especially the scene on the ship where Stormbreaker's like out of frame and just like slides over <laughs> next to Chris. Uh, I I just I thought those two bits were just so good, and um, it uh, I I don't know how they they made them work so well, but they did. Anna, did you have anything to add, real quick? Yes, before I forget, I wanted to give a shout out to Korg's partner, Dwayne. Um, I hope he... The Rock. Dwayne The Rock. <laughs> I thought that, like, I was laughing so loud in the theater, and, like, granted, there were only, like, ten people in there, but they all just kind of turned and looked at me. I'm like, it's hilarious. <laughs> I hope that The Rock really enjoyed that reference. <laughs> I hope he... He tweets about it or something because I'm curious to know uh, what he thinks about it. He's already right. filming another movie in the jungle in that character's honor. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Kyle, any other additions you wanted to add, real quick? Uh, yeah, it, it was just, it was a fun, it was, this was good. This is actually what I was hoping that this episode would do for me was that it kind of solved a lot of the frustrations that I had with it. Like I still have some issues with it, but the things that were good, like were really good and outweighed the bad. Like it's still just a very, very entertaining movie. Definitely my favorite um, Thor movie so far. And yeah, I, I one shout just cause we like, we did talk about it, but we didn't like give it the award. Like Brent Goldstein is a great get for the MCU. He's a very, very like big actor right now. Very excited because, like, I've wanted him to branch out since Ted Lasso. I know he's in other things, but, like, he, right now he's just known for Ted Lasso. So very excited. I know people really wanted Henry Cavill for Hercules, and I think that would also be a great choice. But um, I'm very excited to see our, our guy Roy Kent as uh, as Hercules. But, yeah, it was, it was lots of fun. Um, I'm excited to see what the future holds for Thor. I love that he, way back when, in, like, 2019, when this was announced, I kind of suspected that this might be his last outing whether he died or just retired so it's exciting that he's now like still a an active character in the mcu that's fun i'm glad that hemsworth is still around because he's at this point he's been around longer than basically anyone i mean rdj is done chris evans is done he's one of the ogs so good for him he, he just he's grown a lot as an actor since 2011 and he's just he's just such a like versatile actor now like he's dramatic when he needs to be he's fucking hilarious when he needs to be like a brief moment i forgot to mention was the van damme thing like when he did the splits and like looks over at the aliens and just starts screaming it's just so good 
<laughs> I love it. It was so good. So 80s and like very cheesy, but it was fantastic. So yeah, it was a lot of fun. Okay, that wraps it up for the Thor Love and Thunder Effies. But wait, this is what we've been waiting for. We have a brand new segment. The MCU Character Power Rankings. Are y'all ready for it? Because I don't think I am. I, I'm still, I still don't know, guys. I'm not sure about this. Um, but no. <laughs> I am um, so unprepared that we're going to take a break and then we'll be right back because we're at 30 minutes. <laughs> yes, we're back, guys. And we are doing our very first MCU Character Power Rankings. Essentially, if you're not familiar with the idea of power rankings, all of us are going to give our top 10 list, one being the best, 10 being the, the least best, of our favorite slash most important slash trending slash most popular slash really however you want to see it, whatever you would consider, who deserves to be on it. If you're just going off of vibes, go off of vibes. We are all, I think, going off of different criteria and that's what's going to make this so fun and chaotic. Um, because at the end, we are going to quickly figure out the ultimate board. We're going to average it all out, see who gets the most points, to come up with the Planet Fantasy MCU character power ratings. Um, and if y'all ready, I'm just going to go ahead and jump into mine real quick, okay? Um, just a caveat for mine. I decided to leave out all inactive mcu characters so do not balk at no black panther or sound or um captain america or rdj you know they won't be there it's everyone that is, is actually doing some stuff right now so with that being said number one wanda maximoff two thor three elena belova four loki Five, Peter Parker himself, Mr. Spider-Man. We've got Dr. Stephen Strange at six. Seven, we've got Good Bishop. Uh, we have eight, it's his phase now. We got Wong. Uh, nine, we've got the God Butcher himself, Gore. And ten, Miss Marvel, Kamala Khan. Um, Anna, let's let's hear yours. Okay, well, my top three are always going to remain the same. They may shuffle around it a little bit, but uh, obviously my top three are always going to be Loki, Thor, and Bucky, right? Um, and then I got Valkyrie, Gore, Shang-Chi, Peter Parker. I included Killmonger because he's a really great depiction by Michael B. Jordan, and I would be really remiss if I didn't include him. And then rounding it off, we got Wanda and Kate. Ryan, let's hear yours. Yeah, okay. Um, so I do have a few uh, legacy characters in there, I guess, um, uh, including my number one, uh, T'Challa, uh, Black Panther. Uh, number two, Thor. Uh, three, Steve Rogers. Four, uh, Wanda Maximoff, Scarlet Witch. Five, Valkyrie. Six, uh, Scott Lang, Ant-Man. Seven, uh, Bucky. Um, eight, Loki. Nine, Sam Wilson, Captain America. And ten, Yelena Belova. 
Kyle, let's hear it. All right. Uh, so like Ryan, yeah, I have a couple, uh, maybe like one or two people who are not really active in the MCU anymore. And then my number one will not be a surprise because I asked Damon for some clarification on who was allowed into this list. And if I get yelled at, I get yelled at. It's fine. Uh, I'm going to go 10 to 1. So at least best to best. Number 10, we got our guy Shang-Chi. Uh, number 9, Vision. Uh, number 8, Scott Lang, AMM. Number 7, Yelena Belova. Um, number six, I've got Sam Wilson, a.k.a. Captain America. Five, who really climbed the list the more I worked on it. When I thought about these last couple movies, our guy Thor. I mean, he's just fucking killing it right now. So um, the DILF. Uh, four, T'Challa, Black Panther. Uh, um, three, Wanda Maximami. I mean, Maximoff. Uh, two, my entire heart, Rocket Raccoon. I'm worried about him in Guardians 3, but we're not going to get into that before we start crying. And number one, who is my undisputed favorite MCU character forever, because I just can't let this show go. Give us season four or give us him and Kingpin and Echo. I will take it. Whatever. He's a really good lawyer. Matt Murdock, Daredevil. He's my number one forever. That's how he's able to catch that brick. He's such a good lawyer. He's just he's just such a good lawyer, guys. <laughs> okay and with the magic of podcasting i have those results super super quick because you saw nothing <laughs> so these are the first annual semi weekly whatever you want to call it mcu character power rankings in 10th with nine points rocket raccoon and ninth with 10 daredevil Eighth, Peter Parker with 10 points as well. And seventh, Bucky. Bucky Barnes, the White Wolf himself, with 12. And sixth, Valkyrie with a strong showing of 13. And fifth, we have Yelena as well with the 13. And fourth, we have T'Challa, 17 points. Third, Loki with 20. And second, we have Wanda with 27 and in first, very appropriate, I feel like, with 35 points, <laughs> we've got the himbo, the Dilf himself. We've got Thor, number one in the first power rankings. What do y'all th- uh, feel about that? Kyle, any thoughts? Look, I'm just glad for those number nine, nine and ten spots. That makes me so happy. But no, it's it, it's very appropriate. I love that people are probably going to call it rigged that Thor gets number one spot after this episode. But, you know, the, the, the math checks out, people. The math checks out. This was fun. I'm so excited to see how these rankings change. I, I really agree. I mean, I, I think it makes sense. Thor has been a, becoming a bigger fan favorite. Like, he really submitted himself with the Ragnarok Infinity or in-game run, and then the throw Love and Thunder on top of it. It's like, he's just, he's really loved. I I really think he is, I don't want to bring it up, but the Chris War, <laughs> the dreaded Chris War, him and Chris Evans, I think, are just like a nice, solid tie, and, and I'm okay with that because they're both amazing. So, and I like to see Yelena getting pretty high on there. I, I think she's going to become a mainstay in the rankings going forward as we see her more pop up hopefully i won't be laying in every single property um and yeah i just have to say no love for kate bishop and i was really expecting to to see dr strange on the list instead he got a measly five points um anna your thoughts 
I was just going to say, if we're talking about famous Hollywood crushes, the answer is clearly Luda as a superior Chris. I'm sorry. Christopher Lee? <laughs> that is true. Christopher Lee is also a solid contender. <laughs> I am surprised that um, Scotland did not make the top 10. Um, I, I really thought he would have slipped in there. Um, but besides that, I uh, am not really shocked. I think those choices generally make sense. And then there's the, the wild cards of Daredevil. and <laughs> Yeah, because, because Kyle loves Rocket and Daredevil so much, they are the reasons you don't have Scott Lang. Oh, don't do that to me. In the top <laughs> Or Gore, Gore, okay, Scott Lang, Gore, and Steve Rogers all tied with eight points apiece. So I'm almost kind of glad that happened because then we would have had to have some sort of tiebreaker going on. This so, oh, uh, and then we would have had to have Thad David go famously off. hates our tiebreaker. <laughs> and then we would have had to call no Thad, and Thad would have been like, oh yeah, Gore's Starfighter was hidden in the shadow realm behind that one planet. Oh my god. Oh god. Um, Thank you, everyone, for listening. That was really fun. I hope y'all like the power rankings. I'm going to make a nice nifty board of it so everyone can disagree about it. And it'll be fun to see what our power rankings look like for the next one. Um, I don't know if we'll do one right after Miss Marvel just because it's so close. But uh, definitely yeah. after She-Hulk, I think, we should do one. So uh, I was going to say, yeah, that'll be the next time you see this. And that'll, that's some time, so we'll have time to kind of me- mess with those, our personal lists, if we, if we need to. Right, and uh, Ryan, thank you so much for joining us. It's, it's a pleasure to have you, as always, the meme lord himself. Um, Anna, always a pleasure. Thank you for all you do for us and your continued himbo love. Um, <laughs> And yeah, I just uh, can't wait to talk to talk about some more stuff we've got going on. We got some fun effies coming along uh, in the next few weeks. Kyle, what do we have for the people? That's right. These next two weeks, uh, Effie Central. Next week, we are celebrating the boys' season three with the effies. So, yeah, that'll be a lot. There's a lot to talk about with this fucking batshit season that just happened. Um, and then we are rounding out the month of July with. Probably our biggest Effies um, that we'll do. It is for an entire franchise, an entire IP. The Pixar Effies with our good pal Micah. Um, we've been want- wanting to do this one for a long time, so it'll be just a huge episode. We're very excited. We're all going to cry over uh, Pixar. It's going to be great. So until then, we'll catch you all next week. This is what we do.